as millennials, I'm sure we're all collectively getting pretty tired of being made fun of for our money woes. Comments from older generations about our money management capabilities can be tiring at best and usually toe the line towards being patronizing and condescending. It feels like we are constantly being hit with insulting quippy phrases like stop buying avocado toast or you should expect to work two to three years at an unpaid internship before ever expecting to be paid or being told that the reason we can't afford homes in this overpriced housing market is because we buy too many lattes. And this is where my unpopular opinion of the day comes in because I actually agree with the theory known as the latte factor. I don't agree with the fact that if we stop buying lattes, we'll suddenly be able to scrounge together an $80,000 down payment for a teardown house. We've got bigger fish to fry if we want to tackle that issue in today's episode. But I do agree with the underlying theory of the latte factor. So if you're currently feeling worried that maybe I'm going to start blaming you're still living with your parents on your avocado toast addiction, then just do me a favor and stick around for a few more minutes for today's episode while I explain what the latte factor is, what it actually means, and most importantly, how you can use it in your life for good and not evil. Hello, hello, and welcome to the How to Adult Show podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide for personal finance information every time you find yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? Each week, we bring you a new lesson to coach you through getting your financial life together so that you can create financial security, start building wealth, and design a life that you truly love. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here today. Now, let's get started on today's lesson. So what is the latte factor? The latte factor is a term coined by financial educator and author David Bach, or David Batch. I never know how to say his name. And I'm going to poke a little fun here, but first let it be known that I'm actually a really big fan of his books. He writes about a lot of classic personal finance theory. It's timeless, it's helpful, and definitely I highly recommend a lot of his books. But when the latte factor comes up in a few of his books, as it does, he always tells it as the story of how he teaches in-person finance classes to corporate groups, and invariably someone scoffs at his lesson and says, it's great that you're telling me how important it is to save money, but I can't even save $5 at the end of a month, let alone start a retirement savings account like you're telling us we should do. And then he says, well, I'm willing to bet that if we walk through your habits, I can help you save $5 a day instead of $5 a month. And then the person takes that bet and protests that their budget is already bare bones as it is, while he proceeds to walk them through a public inquiry of their spending habits and finds things that they can cut out of their budget every day, namely a coffee and a muffin that will help them save that $5 a day. He then goes on to explain how by not buying this coffee and muffin, this person can save $5 a day, which adds up to $150 a month, which adds up to $1,800 a year, which can instead be put towards starting to fund their retirement account, which they previously swore they couldn't find any money to save for. And then this is where it starts to get good. 
The money in this account will then be invested and compound at an average rate of return of 10% for 40 years, coming to a mind-blowing total of $948,611.94. So he demonstrates how saving that $5 purchase a day has the power to become almost $1 million by the time that person retires. So this is what the latte factor is, but what does it really mean? What we can learn from the latte factor is how being mindful of the small daily purchases that we make can help save us large amounts of money over time. Most people don't blow past their budgets with luxury items and expensive purchases, but rather with a few dollars here and a few dollars there that slip away with our daily habits that we really think nothing of. The latte factor also shows us though, how just being mindful of our spending habits and saving a few more dollars a day isn't actually enough. Developing that little savings habit does not automatically equal wealth, and despite what some financial experts will try to tell you, no one ever got truly wealthy just by switching to homemade lattes rather than Starbucks lattes. And this is where the second part of the latte factor lesson comes into play. You need to develop good savings habits and then pair that with some financial literacy. This means learning the basics of how to use tax-advantaged accounts and how to invest your money for growth either in the stock market or in other growth opportunities like real estate, whatever floats your boat. So in total, the Latte Factor teaches us that developing good savings habits and then pairing that with financial literacy and investing knowledge equals long-term wealth and financial growth over the course of our lives. And this is what I agree with. In order to build financial security and then wealth as an everyday person, you need to learn how to save and invest your money. What I don't agree with is what the latte factor gets interpreted as, which is probably what you knew it as when I first mentioned it at the start of this episode. So now we're gonna talk about what the latte factor does not in fact mean. It drives me crazy how the really useful lesson of the latte factor gets twisted and morphed into this judgmental statement towards young people about how they mismanage their money. And I hate it because it actually destroys what the latte factor is truly trying to teach us. What I see it get morphed into all the time is millennials can't afford houses because they're buying $5 lattes a day. Annoying and also not true. And for the next time that someone says this to you, let's walk through why this is not true so that you can tell them and then you can tell them what the latte factor actually means and how you are in fact using the theory correctly to build long-term wealth. Trust me on this, it's gonna be fun. So if ever this gets said to you, in reality, remember that if you're cutting out your $5 a day latte to save for a down payment, you're likely not gonna be investing that money to earn 10% returns in the stock market because that's too risky with the money that you wanna have available for a home. So right away, you lose that compound interest growth effect, which is really what the latte factor is based on. From there, the average price of a down payment for a home in Canada this year is $33,175 for just the bare minimum 5% down. This means that by saving your $5 a day, it's gonna take you just over 18 years to save your down payment in today's market, not even considering where the house prices are gonna be in 18 years potentially. So the next time you see or hear a statement like this that's just twisting the latte factor and using it to insult you, don't let it get to you. Stick to your guns, stick with the real plan outlined by the latte factor, and let's all just hope that the housing market gets better for us all. 
So millennial rant over, thank you for bearing with me. Now let's take a moment to look at how money compounds so that you can really understand how saving and investing just $5 a day can have the potential to turn into $1 million by the time you wanna retire. After we look at compounding together, I'm gonna to finish today's lesson by giving you the blueprint for how you can apply the basic principles of the latte factor to your own life if you also think that it sounds pretty good to maybe kinda sorta be a millionaire one day too. So, how money compounds. I briefly walked you through this a few minutes ago, but don't worry if you're still not entirely clear on how saving $5 a day can make you a millionaire. I'm gonna break it all down in a bit more detail for you here. So the latte factor works not through the slow accumulation of $5 a day, but rather through investing that $5 a day so that your money can grow and compound. And to explain this in more detail, we're gonna look at two different scenarios here. In the first scenario, Kayla learns the basics of the latte factor, switches to homemade lattes as suggested, and starts to save her $5 a day. She does this for 40 years straight, and at the end of the day, she saved a total of $73,000. Whoa, now hold up, that's not anywhere near $1 million, so what's up with that? Just hang on a second and I'm gonna explain this to you in the second scenario. This time, Kayla also saves that $5 a day. This means she saves $150 a month, which she sets to automatically transfer to her investment account to be invested every single month. She invests in ETFs, which we'll say are gonna earn an average rate of return of 10% a year. For 40 years, she keeps saving and investing that same $150 a month, which begins to earn and compound, and by following this regime for 40 years straight, she turns her $5 a day into just shy of $1 million because in this scenario, Kayla learned how to use the stock market to make her dollars work for her and keep earning more dollars instead of just sitting and depreciating in a savings bank account. This happens because of something called compound interest. Compound interest happens when you invest the money that you've saved and then you earn interest on that money and invest the interest. Now you're earning interest on the original principal that you invested plus the interest that you already earned on that. So you're earning an even greater amount of interest now. And this process of earning interest on your interest adds up considerably over time so that your $5 a day turns into nearly a million dollars, mostly through earning interest on your interest all added together over a 40 year time span. So what I'm showing you here is the graph results from the simple compound interest calculator I used for this example from the Ontario Securities Commission. At the top, you can see the total value of the interest earned from this, which is considerably more than the money you actually saved. And the graph below also shows the same thing, which is how the interest really starts to compound over the years so that interest earned is actually earning you the most money rather than the small principal sums that you've actually been saving and investing. Now, this was a really quick run through of this concept and I'm not gonna go into deep investing detail in today's lesson because I really wanna get to the next part of the lesson, which is how you can actually use and apply the latte factor to your own life. If you wanna learn more about investing and compound interest though after today's lesson, which I recommend you probably do, then I recommend checking out some of the other investing specific episodes I've created, which I'm gonna leave linked for you down in the description for today's episode. Moving on to the best part of today's episode though, which is applying the latte factor. So I'm sure what you're wondering now is how you can take this information and apply it to your life. 
to start with, I don't know you. And I'm not gonna sit here and tell you to cut out your $5 coffee and muffin purchase every day because I don't know why you make that purchase. Maybe you're a single parent and by the time you get your kids out the door to school, you only have time to stop and pick up a coffee and a muffin before you have to be at work for the day. So that's actually a very important purchase to you. What I'm getting at is that I don't wanna come down on or to judge the ways that you choose to spend your money. And I hope that you don't let any other finance educators or anyone else in your life, quite frankly, do that to you either. Instead, I'm gonna show you the tool that I use myself so that you can use it to analyze your own spending patterns and make conscious spending and saving decisions according to your own financial values, not my financial values, not Dave Ramsey's financial values. You need to figure out your own financial needs, wants, and values. So this is where today's lesson actually gets really easy. Good news to apply the latte factor to your own life. All that I want you to do is track your spending every single day for one week. Absolutely every time you make a purchase, you need to either take out your notebook or take out your phone and write down what you bought and exactly how much it cost. At the end of the week, take a look at your spending and you'll likely find some spending habits in there that surprise you. You'll probably find that you're spending more money in some areas than you realize or that you're spending money on something that just doesn't add any real enjoyment to your life. Then rinse and repeat, do that again. Track your spending for the next week and then the next and keep on doing this until you start to get a good idea of what your individual patterns and habits are. The key here is to not just track your spending, but to look through it, analyze it, and honestly ask yourself, where are areas that you can cut back? Maybe you do have a coffee and muffin habit that you can kick. Maybe you're paying for multiple streaming services and really you only need one. Maybe you're spending way more money eating out than you realize and you can easily cut back by just packing your own work lunch some days or inviting your friends to your house for dinner instead of going out for expensive dinners with them all the time. Every person's spending habits and needs and wants and financial values are different. So you wanna understand what yours individually and uniquely are, and then use that knowledge to find out where you can start saving this latte factor money every day. If you're having a hard time finding or choosing areas to save once you've actually done this spending tracking activity, I recommend watching a lesson I recorded all about values-based spending. Again, I will link that in the description below for you to find afterwards also. This values-based spending episode is gonna help you start to critically analyze your financial values and create spending systems that still let you enjoy your money without overspending in certain areas or dealing with buyer's remorse and guilt for your spending habits. So once you've identified one or more areas that you can start saving money in, then start doing that. Start changing your behaviors and start saving that money. I recommend automating it for yourself and setting up an automatic transfer to move that money out of your daily spending account and into a savings account. From there, there are loads of different ways that you can save and invest. I've started off just by putting money into tax advantaged accounts. So if you're in Canada, like I am, this means saving your money in an RRSP or a TFSA so that you can save even more money by lowering your tax burden. Then you buy and hold super simple and safe investments within these accounts using the stock market. Again, I recommend looking at some investing specific lessons after this so that you can decide what it's best for you to buy and hold. But the easiest way to do this is through purchasing ETFs that you plan to hold for a long period of time. That part's key. None of this day trading nonsense business. 
Then, depending on the rate of return of what you're invested in and how long you stay invested for, your money is gonna to start to earn compound interest and it will start to add up and you will start to grow your wealth. This stuff is important, so I'm just gonna summarize that again for you quickly here. The blueprint that you wanna to follow to apply the latte factor to your life is to track your spending, identify areas where you can save some extra money, save that money and set up automatic transfers to get it out of your daily account so you don't feel tempted to spend it, contribute the money you're saving to a tax advantaged account like an RRSP or a TFSA, and then buy and hold long-term investments like ETFs within those accounts and avoid the temptation to mess with them. To finish up today's episode, if you wanna get started tracking your spending like this, then you can find a spending tracking worksheet and lesson available in the How to Adult School online shop. It includes the spending tracking spreadsheet that I use as well as a lesson on how to use it properly and a workbook that walks you through some reflection questions that you can use to identify your spending habits and your own financial values. If you're interested in taking a look at that and maybe using that tool, then I've left a link for it down in the description of this episode for you. Also, if you're interested in learning more about any of the other finance lessons that I mentioned here, remember you can find all of those linked down below in the description as well. And finally, if you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to subscribe, like, and comment here. I truly appreciate it so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for your time tuning in here today. Again, I'm Corey. This is the How to Adult Show, and I can't wait to see you right back here next Monday when we release our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the How to Adult Show podcast. Our goal is always to make your life just a little bit easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place on our website blog at www.howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you found today's lesson helpful, in addition to leaving a review, which I am immensely grateful for, you can also share this episode with a friend or family member. This is the best way to keep passing financial education on to other people and sharing the knowledge and the wealth, which is what we're all about. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of The How to Adult Show.